Coach Taku. Making anime your new life coach. Hello, everyone, and thanks for catching this episode of Coach Taku. I'm Mary, and I'm here with the wonderful Christina. And today we're taking it back, taking it back old school to this really fun anime that a lot of people know and love. And we either know it as the one that's against Pokemon or know it as the better version of Pokemon, depends on the camp that you're in. But if you haven't guessed, we're talking about Digimon. And Digimon is this anime where we have these seven kids who are living their normal lives. And then magically, they're transported to this digital world in which they meet digital monsters. And their role is to kind of save the world in the process. Anything to add, Christina? Uh, Digimon, digital monsters, Digimon are the champions. No, I think the only thing is now that I've issued the North American dub theme song into this episode, I do want to put a bit of a disclaimer that I grew up watching this as it aired in the U.S. in 1999. So I may occasionally use the American dub names to talk about these characters and then switch over to the original Japanese names. I apologize in advance. They're just so ingrained in me. But DigiDestin, Digital Companions, this has got to be a partnership episode. Like this has got to be a tried and true, let's talk about the coaching topic of partnerships. And again, as a reminder, when we say partnership, we don't necessarily mean of the romantic variety. What we're really looking at specifically in the series of Digimon are the dynamics that we create in our partnerships. And with these characters in particular, getting to look at where the dynamics are empowered and both people in the partnership thrive, where they may be disempowered and there's actually a power dynamic or someone's winning out of it and someone's losing out of it. And then ultimately, because coaching is all about moving it forward and towards a goal, how investigating how a partnership is going offers itself up to being in a reinvention conversation a place where you can up-level your relationship and have both of you uh, serve in the greater good and just being more in a win-win conversation. Anything else on partnership, my dear partner, Mary? So I think what I really enjoyed about this series is just the, and it doesn't necessarily start out, but we see it develop more as the series goes on, but there's a certain level of trust and love, even from the start. Because you require that in order to have these battles. And so it was really, uh, I was kind of happy to watch it. It's, you know, it's just like, wow, there's these are, and there's something I think also about that childlike energy that's very trusting. And that says, I'm just going to go with this and I'm going to take a leap of faith. And there's this digital monster that wants to fight with me. And then it's all go. But yeah, I'd love to dig into the different partnerships and kind of just illustrate some of the things that we've been talking about. And maybe Tai Chi and Agumon are 
a good place to start. Oh, yes. <laughs> My little babies. So uh, first of all, by the way, I think we already mentioned this in the intro, but if we didn't, we are staying in the universe of Digimon Adventure. I know Tamers and all the other series were super awesome. And so if you want us to cover some of those other seasons, feel free to let us know because I could talk about Digimon all day, every day. I think I saw the movie in theaters in 2003, if that was the year it came out. If it wasn't whatever year it did come out, I saw it. Um, But back to Taichi and Agumon. So again, when we're talking about partnership, let's first look at the parts. So you have Agumon, the digital companion. Or as he starts, sweet little ball of pink love, Koromon. And what he brings to his partnership with Taichi is a simpleness and innocence and almost at times a blind and unconditional trust and faith in Taichi. And in return, what Taichi brings is a lot of that natural confidence, natural leader-like quality, and a huge desire for adventure and to go explore and get the most out of life. And while this sounds all good and fine, I think what Taichi and Agumon really represent in terms of partnerships is that at times, it's not the most empowered dynamic. And specifically looking at Taichi being a kid as he is, he's immature. And I think where his immaturity really shows is in places where doesn't actually relate to Agumon as an equal. Like there are times where he sees Agumon as more of a pet or a subordinate or even a minion rather than someone who's truly equal to him. And while Agumon never necessarily uh, fights back about that because of this blind trust and faith in him, what we see is the combination of power dynamic and blind trust and faith actually leads to Taichi in a way taking advantage of Agumon. And you have this really, uh, I remember as a kid, it scared me actually a little bit. You have this moment in the series where Taichi is so fueled by his own anger due to Sora being in danger that he forces Agumon to digivolve. And the forcing of the digivolution creates a corruption. And Agumon comes out as this monstrous, ghoulish, terrifying skull gray man. And while it scared me as a kid, I think what's great about the visual storytelling is that the form that skull Greymon takes reflects Taichi's view of their partnership in that moment, which is you're a force of destruction that is here to bend to my will that's going to make something happen to me. And while that moment is devastating, I think it actually opens up the opportunity for Taichi to reflect on who he's been in their partnership and reinvent how it's going. I think that's I think that's a great example for so many different reasons. And the other one is that we often when we're forcing something, we're forcing a partnership or relationship, we can see that it doesn't go the way that we want. It actually creates the opposite effect of what we want. And so here you have now this really disempowered relationship where one of them is just like monster and not listening anymore. Right. It's kind of like you've lost you've lost your partner at that point in time. There's no communication. There's there's nothing. And so and then there are other times in the series where you know that they're in partnership, where you see that trust that actually gives them both access to more power. 
and more strength and the ability to work together to fight vanquish evil or you know uh, partner together with the rest of their their friends and so i think it's a great example of what partnership can look like when it goes wrong when there isn't that communication and also there are so many examples when you do see them like really working together and really working as equals to create something different and that's totally different like their relationship has a really different dynamic and feel than tai chi and yamato (laughs) who who if you they're they're so sweet and they're like so they're so sweet and um tai chi has like this strong aggressive energy but then you have yamato who has like this really aggressive hardcore energy and you see them clash in the beginning like you just see these two kind of go at each other like i hate you i don't like you i don't like the way that you do things you think that you're better than me and you see all these like fights going on and then um what you see over time is that there the constant fighting the constant battle for evil the commitment to actually vanquish evil has them forcibly partnered together and relate to each other as their strengths and that's actually what creates this dynamic where they have to partner together and christine i know that you want to talk about this more like you have examples about the ways that these two come together yeah well first of all i just have to say so uh to me, I think Tai Chi and Yamato might be the OG anime rivals. <laughs> like besides Goku and Vegeta, who because it's just such an older series, like to me, watching Tai Chi and Yamato disagree with each other at every turn and go from that rivals to friends territory, like really, really firmed up what I understood about like male friendships in anime in the early 2000s. <laughs> And, um, you know, what I mean by that, Mary, is to your point, I think what Tai Chi and Yamato bring to the table is what you see a lot in the world, especially in male relationships, but in relationships in general, where two different people want to play the role of leader, which is when you try to meet power and aggression with power and aggression, there's a lot of discord, a lot of fighting, a lot of disagreement and a lot of righteousness. And I think that there are moments in this series where when there's finally an opportunity for it to be different in their friendship is when one of them is willing to be vulnerable first. And I think one of the first times you really see this, it's more circumstantial than anything, but I'll never forget the episode where Taichi and Yamato are, you know, it's the point where the Digidestin have all been separated from each other due to Devimon and they're wrestling in the snow, beating the crap out of each other, (laughs) like punching each other's faces. And Yamato finally breaks down into tears. And he does so because he confesses that all of his uptightness and anger just comes from the pressure he's been putting on himself to take care of his little brother, Takeru uh, TK. And in the moment of him finally like letting down the tough guy act and just sharing his fear and sharing what's really there for that, like for him. You see Tai Chi in turn drop the aggression and be like, oh, my God, of course, you're just a scared big brother who wants to protect his little brother. And I get that. And so, you know, the access point for these guys to have their partnership be empowered is to be vulnerable with one another. And I think what's really, really beautiful about the series is it naturally evolves in such a way where that becomes 
easier for them to have access to. I think both because of their development as characters, but even with the addition of Hikari into the Digi Dustin. And so now you have both these big brothers trying to keep an eye on their younger siblings. Yeah. And I know we've talked about this in other team and partnership episodes, but I think part of the brilliance of the series is the way that they all play on each other and the way that the different personalities are able to access something different by working together and really have to confront themselves in the process, whether it's working with their digital partner and um, stepping up to something different or whether it's working with one of their friends. And I know that another relationship that's really fun to watch and look at is Takaru and Padamon. And those two are so different from any of the characters we've spoken about so far because they actually have this really soft energy and not soft in like they're not powerful, but soft in that they don't have that aggression or that go, go, go that you see in Yamato or Taichi. And uh, Takaru is really brilliant and he has such a laid back energy aura to him. And Padamon, he's kind of like, yeah, I love this guy and I wish I could be better for him. And you see that kind of dynamic together (laughs) and how they struggle against each other. But uh, Takaru is more like, yeah, you got this. Don't worry. I mean, he reminds me of like the laid back beach guy who's just like, don't worry. Life is all good. We'll figure it out together. We can do this. Well, it's just so pure, like hashtag soft boys. You know, uh, Takaru is the youngest of the bunch when they're transferred into the digital world. And similarly to how I mentioned earlier that Agumon in a way kind of worships Taichi, like there's just that unconditional trust and faith in who Taichi is. Like Takaru has that in Patamon. Like he's just like, you are so cool and you're the best and you're amazing. Like he's Patamon's personal cheerleader. And so it's so sweet to see like dear little flappy boy Padamon put so much pressure on himself to rise to the occasion. Like it's almost like he can't be with the trust and acceptance that uh, Takeru has gifted him and his partnership. And you see Padamon put way more pressure on himself to be great. And even has a lot of negative self-talk around how he's unable to digivolve to his champion form as quickly as the other Digimon companions have. But Takeru never puts that on him. And so I think part of the dynamic in their partnership that's really great to look at and look for yourselves as well is notice if there's someone in your life who's constantly being your biggest cheerleader and you can't hear them. Like you can't actually be with the love and the compliments that they have for you. And uh, maybe if you start listening to them, you too will have the ability to transform into ultimate, you know, boy band Bay Angemon, which <laughs> all jokes aside, you know, to me, Padamon finally digivolving to Angemon is that penultimate example of him putting down all of his doubts in himself and picking up the belief that, and picking up Takeru's hope that he has what it takes to protect him. And so it's just this amazing, like WTF moment where you see this sweet little orange dragon boy just become this majestic angel man. (laughs) who defeats evil with a glorious fist. (laughs) It's kind of wild. And kind of not, right? Because you see that in his 
being there's just so much trust like it's all gonna work out let's focus on what we need to do and it does it does work out and so when I'm looking at all these characters I just love his energy overall because it's so trusting there's so much surrender in that things will work out the way that they're intended to and he actually believes and trusts the partnership that he's in and says you got this don't worry and I know that um one of the other things that we wanted to look at Christina in this conversation about partnership is really more about the crests and how they relate to um all the characters and what we see for them and I know that you want to talk about this yeah if you all didn't get the memo yet I really love Digimon <laughs> I was really sad to realize belatedly that like the equivalent of a Fitbit came out by them and it's now sold out everywhere and I didn't get one. But anywho, I'll get over myself. You know, so you might be if you know what the crests are, which are essentially these tags, like they look like necklaces, but they they represent power and possibility really in the digital world. And you might be wondering, like, hold on, Christina, partnership, isn't that between like two living conscious entities? Well, traditionally, yes. But I think there's a partnership conversation in looking at how the Digidestin relate to their crests. Because when they first are searching for them and find them, there is very much this dynamic that the crests have been appointed to them. Tai Chi receives the crest of courage because he's already courageous. Joe receives the crest of reliability because he's already reliable. It, Izzy uh, receives the crest of knowledge because he's already incredibly intelligent, et cetera, et cetera. But as we watch how the adventures of the Digidestin unfold, I think the next level, you know, the new dynamic that they really fall into and take on is taking on the next iteration of what their crests represent. And so you see this, we, we hinted at it earlier with Tai Chi as an example, where it used to be, you know, he'll have tons of power and therefore be able to be courageous, flips into he chooses to be courageous without knowing how, and from choosing to be courageous finds power. You know, there's actually a moment where he's literally like holding his tag and running at the enemy, just like screaming. And you're like, what the fuck is that going to do? But it's what triggers Agumon's ultimate digivolution for the first time. And so, again, you see him really choosing to be courageous without knowing how it will turn out creates a different outcome for him and his Digimon partner. Yeah, I think there's so much there because when we talk about partnerships, I don't think that we've ever talked about partnership with ourselves. And I think that's where the work starts. It's like we need to we need to know where we stand with ourselves and what we want, need and how we grow and what our breakthroughs are. And that's all part of coaching, too. And so um, I think it's an important conversation to have when we look at how do we build partnership from there? Like first it starts with you and then start goes to others. But to bring this episode to a lighter, kind of lighter subject, curious, Christina. All right. I got to know what's your favorite. What are your favorites? What evolutions are your favorites and why? Well, I know that this will appear as shockingly off brand for me, because when have I ever had an interest in uh, creatures that look like divine feminine <laughs> magical girls? 
But uh, uh, yeah, I, there's no surprise. My two favorite in the series growing up were Lilymon and Angelomon. I think especially Lilymon's reveal was such a gasp for me because I don't know about anyone else, but I was so fucking disappointed when Mimi ended up with the giant fighting cactus for a Digimon partner like that. I was like, how is this Mimi at all? What the fuck? I'd, I'd feel gypped. And so the first time that Lilymon blooms from Togemon's head and comes out as this magical pink pixie goddess, I was just like, yes, thank you. Um, but I'm such a Digimon nerd that I've actually played the PlayStation game Cyber Sleuth. The plot is terrible, but you do it so that you can go and get all of your favorite Digimon <laughs> and find the right Digivolution paths to acquire them. Um, but yeah, I digress. What about you, Mary? First of all, any favorite Digimon or Digivolutions? And second of all, if you found out you're a Digidestin tomorrow, who would you hope your digital partner would be? Oh my goodness. Tough questions, Christina. Put me on the spot. Okay. I love Lilymon. Um, and I actually thought she was great for you too, because there's a certain level of empathy that Lilymon carries that makes her both powerful and both um, soothing and warm. And it was like, when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, this is so Christina. <laughs> and the one I think I would pick for myself is actually the were grandma the where yeah the werewolf one oh my god i'm like blanking on his name where guru man thank you um only because uh one he's a wolf and he's pretty badass but two like i love his evolution because it combines boxing and some of the martial arts moves and i was like i was like oh my god i love it it's like this is my partner. This is who I would want to fight next to. And also his look is just so badass and rock and roll. So that's my choice. I'm sticking to it. Sweet. And that's my question for all of you. If you don't feel like reflecting on partnership today, then at least reflect on who would be your Digimon companion and why. And additionally, as we start to wrap things up today, we do realize that there are seven and then subsequently eight original Digidustin, and we barely talked about three of them today. And so if you feel gypped and like we didn't cover your favorites, let us know whether you'd like to see a part two. We'd be happy to record one. Or alternatively, if you really feel gypped that we only talked about Digimon Adventure and not one of the subsequent seasons that brought out a whole new other side to the digital franchise, uh, give us your suggestions. You could always DM us on Instagram, shoot us an email, wave us down during our Instagram lives that we have every Friday night, whatever you prefer. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Until next time. Bye, everyone. You're subscribing so you never miss a new episode. Have an idea for an episode or show you'd love us to discuss? DM us on our Insta, Coach Takupod, C-O-H-C-H-T-A-C-U, P-O-D, or email us at coachtakupod at gmail.com. Love your wonderful host? In that case, you can follow me, Christina, at herextinaroar on Instagram, and you can follow Mary at mary, M-E-R-Y, dot the nerdy coach. Thanks so much. Catch you in the next one.